Call Chris Zelda now. 0891-104-207. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, Dr. Machilo Mozei is joining us uh, right now. Um, she recently facilitated a conversation with men uh, when spirit whips is what the conversation uh, was centered around, talking to men about violence, suicide, and healing. What a needed intervention in our society at this stage. In case you're wondering about the background noise, uh, we are broadcasting live from the Sentin Convention Center, and uh, we are here invited by the Mozipe Foundation, and uh, African leaders are gathered under one room, uh, under one roof, uh, and, and uh, this is the African African uh, Rainbow Minerals uh, having their annual meeting uh, looking at uh, interventions in how to um, balance and, and uh, heal the ills of our past. 148 million has been invested uh, to date in ensuring that our social ills are addressed and this is by the Mutsipe Foundation. Uh, but right now we move on uh, with our conversations uh, focusing on Amajita uh, Men Talk and uh, joining us is Dr. Mutilo Matsilo Mujayi. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, sis. Hi, I'm not yet doctor. I'm registered for my PhD, uh, but I like the sound of it. <laughs> Futuristic like that. <laughs> yes, I guess yes. I was there when the conversation around, um, you know, <laughs> the PhD was ahead, and I thought yes. by now it's done. Um, but it's fine. It's out there. The universe has received. Um, sure, once again, thank you, thank you so much uh, for taking our call. Now, sure. the question I ask is, can we now confidently say that men's health in our country is in crisis? Um, yeah, because if the country is in crisis, obviously it can't just be one part of the country that is in crisis. Mm. Uh, the entire country is in crisis. And therefore, men's health is in crisis, women's health is in crisis, uh, family is is caught in the you know crossfire of mm. what is happening at political economic level the family is the space that takes all the pressure and all the pain so yes it is true that men's health is in crisis as well now when we talk about um the ages on average uh, 14 to 18 year olds die of suicide every day um, three times more than the number of women, and, and this is globally. Uh, what seems to be uh, at the core of this societal yeah. challenge? The, the age you are mentioning, normally, it is an age of crisis, just mm. in terms of child development. This is the age where a young person is coming into his or her own, um, a psychologist called Carl Jung speaks about a process of individuation. So mm. that's the time when you are finding yourself. And whether uh, you grow up in a stable or unstable environment, you get ruffled by that process. What is different is in the past, uh, there were systems that were put in place in communities so that when you go through that crisis, it's not something that you go through alone. You would have peers. You would have mm. that is part of you 
so that whatever you struggle with, you have peers with which you go along with. Mm-hmm. And, and, and right be above your peer, there would be another age group that has gone through that process. And therefore, they would act as advisor. So growing up was not a lonely process. Right now, uh, the society has changed such that, uh, and if you put in the issues of urbanization as well into it, and the impact of, you know, poor economy and political instability, which puts in a pressure on families. Mm. So our kids, young people, uh, end up raising themselves. Oh, and here wow. I'm not even talking about families where there are no mother or father. Mm. There could be a mother or father in the family, but the mother or the father may themselves be under so much pressure. They may be running around to make money to pay the bond and the school and this and this and that. So, yes, it's true. Mm. Uh, our children, our young people are raising themselves. And we wow. think that also, I think another thing that is adding uh, the complexity is in Africa, it's amazing that uh, young people are now asking, digging in terms of their identity as Africans. Mm. And they find themselves caught between, uh, you know, modernity, which is largely Western, and uh, Africanity, which they don't understand. Sure. So, so there's so many uh, crossfires. There's so many layers that our young people are dealing with. And add on the fact that now there's technology and mm. there's now the new version of technology, which is African intelligence. They just get onto Google and find someone that they communicate with. Mm. So it's just the loneliness and the isolation of so many young people. And, and, and then you have the South African Depression and Anxiety Group reporting that nearly 100 calls that come through uh, to its suicide helpline every day, most of them are men. But also it comes from uh, the, the burden of the gender stereotype. Mm. For instance, if you take an example of a man as a provider, the only uh, role of provider that we understand is the material role, meaning that if to provide as a man, the only provision that we will we will agree with is when you give us money. What um. happens when you are retrenched? How many men do you know who have been retrenched uh, uh, from the beginning of this year? Mm. How many are still going to be retrenched? What is the unemployment rate in the country right now? When you are in that situation as a man, you've been raised that you have to provide and you've also been raised that uh, you can't be at home when you're unemployed. You can't be at home and be the one who's taking care of the kids and doing homework and taking them to school because then people are going to look down upon you as a man. You are mm. doing something that is supposed to be done by a woman. So those are the challenges then that we have to look at uh, 
that puts us in a corner, in a fix. Yeah. Uh, the, the gender stereotypes get worse in a situation of, uh, you know, poor economy. Mm. Uh, so th- those are the things that we are dealing with right now. If I can give you an example of what happened yesterday in one of the... I was about to say, let's uh, even go back to what gave uh, rise to this particular initiative and why the name When Spirit Whips? Okay, the the name When Spirit Whips, it's essentially uh, the name of the circle itself. But personally, in my work, for a long time, I've been working both with women and men. Mm. Um, I have been uh, running healing circles for both women and men because I just feel that uh, both sides of the equation have to be addressed. And uh, I think I always say that I think I'm able to do this kind of work because I was raised by a father who was there for me, who, who was a feeling man. So I grew up with this, with the feeling that men have feelings too, based on having been raised by this father who encouraged me to fly, not because I was a girl or anything. And he used to say that, that I have a sister and, and three brothers. My father used to say, that, uh, used to say, my girls have got no excuse but to go to school uh, because the society is not ready out there for women and for women leaders. So mm. when I chose the topic, when spirit weak, I was touched by, firstly, the increasing number of men who are committing suicide. Yeah. I was also touched by the brutality of the rape and the murder yes. of women. I'm also, when we go on, on talking about kids, I even don't know what to think. You know, when you see a picture of a child circulating on social media, poor parents saying, help me find her or help me find him. It's something that I can't even read because I'm even afraid to put myself in the booth of a parent. Of a child who left in the morning to go to school and they don't come back. And they don't come back from school. Let, let's take a, a, a break, a commercial break. And uh, when we return, I'd like to uh, focus on uh, unpacking what happened at the event and how can we actually create bigger platforms uh, in order to have this conversation. Because indeed, we can't be fixated only on the headlines and do nothing about it. We'll be right back. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Indeed, be an active citizen. We value your inputs. And uh, thank you so much uh, for connecting with us and uh, inviting you to join in at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And uh, we welcome your SMSs at 40938. I promise you before the end of the show, we'll read your SMSs uh, charged at 150. WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107. And uh, also give us a call on 0891-104-207 as uh, we have a conversation with Ausmatsilo uh, Motei, who was in conversation with men when spirit whips and talking about men uh, speaking out 
on violence, suicide and healing. And this happened on the 25th of November around uh, uh, 12.30 at uh, the Naledi Farm in Centurion. And thank you so much uh, for being that light, Aus Matilo. And thank you for taking our call. Now let's talk about uh, what transpired uh, on the 25th. Uh, firstly, uh, to say that the workshop that happened yesterday is part of a broader project that I'm doing. Mm. The, the project is called Marumo Party. Yes, please. It's called... Yes, Plenty. please. It's basically, it's called that. Hmm. And uh, I started it uh, a few months ago. The Marumo Party project is, 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 is centered around... Especially working with women who have been raped, uh, but women who are ready to confront their wound at a deeper level. Yo. To a point where, when they are healed, we can go through processes where they are willing to pass on healing energy to a man that they don't know. Mm. Uh, a man who they know has violated another woman. And, and, and from there, then we move on to the next phase, which is working with men. So what happened yesterday is part of a, bridge up, a bigger project that I'm working with. And also, let me also make it clear that as much as I look at life with a feminist lens, mm. I'm first and foremost a healer. And a healer heals with love. Yeah. A healer yeah. does not choose where they want to go. That's it. A healer follows the soul and the spirit. So when I work with men, for instance, yesterday, my opening statement was based on what I call the transformative power of love. Mm. And here I'm really, I'm, I'm inspired by feminists like Bell Hood, who speaks about love because our notion of love is that it's a weak when people are in battle, and you mentioned the word love, it feels as if that word does not fit in the bed. But essentially what it means is that it can be a weapon. How can it be a weapon? You first go inside yourself and understand why you do the things that you do and why you look at life the way that you do. As an example... Yesterday, the first question that I asked uh, the men around the circle was, can you remember the time in your life where you felt profound and deep love? Mm. And here I was not only talking about romantic love. Yeah. I was, I'm talking about love broadly. And interestingly, some of the, some of the inputs that they gave was just so moving. One felt deep, profound love when his son was born. Mm. One felt deep, profound love when his mother passed on. One felt deep, profound love when he was going through a divorce and his father drove all the way from Limpopo to be with him. And why it's important to notice this thing is that uh, because we live in such a toxic society, we tend to take love for granted, even mm. when we have it in our lives. 
Like people who are in good relationships forget that they are in good relationships because the narrative out there is that relationships are a mess. So we forget to focus on the positive things that is going on in our lives. But what was amazing yesterday was just the pain in the room as well when we speak about what you might think is a simple harmless thing like that. The pain in the room, how they were reflecting on their conditioning. Some of them even reflecting on how they had uh, partners in relationships because they don't have love themselves. Mm, mm, and because mm. they are afraid to commit and then all of those things were coming out in the circle and it was just amazing how uh, they were also okay with their vulnerability mm. uh, you know to just even say how vulnerable they are and, and that's why in my view I always say men and women have been raised in a sexist society yeah. Patriarchy is bad news for men as much as it is for women. So yesterday for me was just confirmation as I was in bed, women I was the only woman, just absorbing the pain, but the willingness for them to talk about themselves. I think, I mean, what's fascinating is locating uh, the, the transformative power of love in, in an environment of hurt people. And I'd like to know how this was received. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, uh, this is a news headlines break with Utsile Saku. And when we return, we continue with Matsilo. At SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. Thank you so much uh, for connecting with us. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Ascension Convention Center. And uh, right now speaking, we actually are invited by the African Rainbow Minerals, which is a broad-based economic empowerment trust, and uh, the Muzipe Foundation. This is a meeting that happens annually in helping us uh, to connect to societal uh, issues. And right now speaking to Matsilo Motei uh, in conversation with men, I mean, um, titled Marumo Fazi. And, and Matsilo, when you talk about the transform, uh, transformative power of love, uh, how do you bring love in a context of people who are hurt, um, of people who don't even know the power of forgiveness? Uh, 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 love is, uh, this is my phrase, I love saying love is a basic human life. Uh, from a place of being able to love to give love and receive love. Mm-hmm. From that place, that's what shapes us. Uh, from the time when you are growing up as a child and uh, receiving love and care from your guardians, it could, be, it could be your parents or it could be people who took care of you. That's yeah. something that shapes you. Uh, you know, I said earlier that the reason why I'm able to do this kind of work is because I was raised by a father who loved me and he was there for me all the time. That's it. So that's why I can be able to do this work. And and uh, the thing about it is that we chase, almost everyone is chasing love. And that mm. thing is based on the question of, am I worthy? Wow. All of the people that come to me 
when I, it could be a problem with work, at work, it could be problems in a relationship, in an intimate relationship, it could be problems at school or whatever. Uh-huh. The basis for me, I start from your words. That's it. How worthy do you feel? And without love, it's going to be difficult to feel worthy. Sure. I don't think we are going to conclude uh, this conversation today. Uh, there's just so much to unpack and, and so much healing to do, uh, Matilo Mute. Uh, if you can give us your contact details, please. Um, you did say that this is part of a bigger agenda and uh, these conversations continue and we'll be knocking at your doors uh, to get more. Okay, okay. All right. You've got my contact details. Thank uh, you for inviting me. Well, I'm sure there's an email address um, that people yes. who would like to yes. partner with okay. you. Okay, email address is africaikalase uh-huh. at gmail.com. Awesome. Africa with a K and it's one word. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you, That's where we, thank you. Thank you very much. That's where we end our conversation with Matsilo Motei as we're talking about um, a, a very important uh, conversation that South Africa must have um, in getting men to connect to their pain.